Hey everyone, welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks. It's me, Yolanda Yvette, public speaker, public speaking coach, author, and your podcast host. Today I have on the show the queen of getting sponsorships for your virtual and in-person events, the No Excuses Sponsorship Specialist, Kathy Sermon. She is the CEO and founder of Sermon Institute for Success, which is the parent company of Sponsorship Influence Squad. She is an empowerment facilitator for personal and professional development. Kathy is also the author of the newly released number one Amazon best-selling book, Poised and Profitable, Power Plays for the Purpose-Driven Woman in Business. Okay, I done read a whole lot, y'all. So now let's welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks, Miss Kathy Sermon. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, Yolanda. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. I'm so happy to be able to be with you all today. I mean, you know, this pandemic has really done a number. 2020 is just like, can we just be done with it already? But I'm certainly glad to be here with you guys today. Oh, I appreciate you taking the time and the energy and the effort to be with us just for a few moments out of your day to speak to us about sponsorships, which is something that I would love to know about because I don't know much about it. And listen, I'm one of those people, if I don't know, I'm going to ask a question, okay? Right. Absolutely. Like you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. And that's where I'm at right now. Cause I said, I would like some sponsorships, but I don't know how to go about getting them. So I'm like, let me, let me reach out to the one who knows the best, the guru, the expert. <laughs> so talk to me about sponsorships and how does this whole thing work out and, and, and stuff like that, especially in the pandemic that we're in. with a few basics okay so what I like to do when I'm talking about sponsorship is just kind of educate my clients my audience whoever I'm speaking with so what I really want you guys to come away with is sponsorship is a marketing investment right so think about it this way right your company is a brand it's the brand that you represent as the um, CEO and the president and the founder of your company okay now you have to think in terms of the sponsors the same way, right? No matter how big their brand is, whether it's Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Nissan, Ford, Mercedes, BMW, you know, whatever brand you can think of, right? Because we all use brands, right? Whatever cell phone you're using, that's a brand, right? right, right. Whatever car insurance you pay, that's a brand. You know what I mean? Whatever banking institution you use, that's also a brand. Everything you use in everyday life as a consumer is a brand. So when you think about it that way, right, all of these brands know you as a consumer, right? Now you want to pivot that so that they know you as an entrepreneur and a small business owner, okay? So what I teach my clients is to never be intimidated by the size of the brand. I don't care if it's Apple, Google, Amazon, some of the biggest brands in the world that we know of, they all started where we are right now. They all started as small businesses. They all started in somebody's garage. They all started off small, right? Because before Netflix was ever a thing, Blockbuster, who would have ever thought that Blockbuster would not be here today? Right. You understand? Right. 
So everybody had to start somewhere. So never, ever let the size of the brand intimidate you in any way, shape, or form because you bring something to the table. And that's really all sponsorship is, understanding what you bring to the table. And you have something that sponsors want. So we're going to get into that. Now, this pandemic has really been a game changer in many ways, right? Um, the whole world, as I put it, was on a timeout, right? The whole world was on timeout. We couldn't go anywhere. We had to stay in the house. We had to shelter in place and all of that, right? Everybody was running around losing their mind because we thought that there were no toilet paper that we would ever have in our lives, right? It was a whole right. situation, right? And, and, and the toilet paper is a brand too, right? It is. So, yeah, so that's the thing. So here's the thing. When that happened, let me explain to you how it affected sponsorship. There were concerts that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. There were music festivals that were planned the year prior that didn't happen. There were tours that artists, musical artists, performing artists were going on that did not happen, okay? All of these people who had all of these huge events going on, right? Whether it's um, something like um, Coachella, something big like that, a music festival, a concert, all of these recording artists um, mm -hmm. had their tour dates lined up. All of that had to stop. Right. There were no movies. Nobody could go to the movies. Nobody could go out to dinner. Every single brand was affected by the pandemic. Do you follow me? Yeah, I'm with you. OK. So, yeah, because we had right. so we had something in the water that was supposed to be here, that big festival and that got canceled. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, here's what you need to understand. Festivals, especially the large ones, they operate not just on ticket sales but on sponsorship. So what does that mean for us? If the whole world was on timeout and there are no professional sports, there are no music festivals or concerts, what happened to the money that the sponsors were supposed to be forwarding to those events? It's just sitting there. Exactly. If you have ever gone to a game or watched the game, uh, the WNBA finals just happened. If you're watching that on TV, or even if you're there in person, you will notice that there are different brands that are advertised in the stadium, right? Right. Whether it's NFL for football, Major League Baseball, soccer, golf, whatever it is, whatever major sporting event, they are backed not only by ticket sales, but also by sponsors, brands that say, hey, there's going to be a million people, two million people, 10 million people watching these games and we want to get our brand advertised with this uh, property, right? So what they do is they pay millions of dollars, okay, to be associated with these teams. And that means that they name stadiums after them, they hang their banners everywhere. When the games don't happen, what happens to that money? It's sitting there. Right. So... What that means is there is an opportunity for small businesses like you and I to really capitalize on that loss, okay? Because it is a loss, uh -huh. right? Because what you need to understand is brands still want to get their names out there, right? They do. They still want to be connecting with their audiences. So Coca-Cola is a brand. It's one of the number one brands, and they're one of the, the top sponsors of all sponsors in the United States. Wow. They spend a lot of money on sponsorship. 
upwards of $380 million in sponsorship. No brand would spend that kind of money if sponsorship didn't work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if and if you are willing to invest $380 million, okay, in sponsorship, that means that from Coca-Cola's perspective, it works better than television, okay, better than radio, better than newspapers, better than magazines. So the traditional forms of advertising and marketing, right, television is very expensive, but how effective is it? Because you have... Uh, an audience of everyone. You have everyone watching television, right? But now, even with the pandemic, right, um, we're all at home. But what do we have now? We have DVRs, right? We have on demand. We don't have to watch the commercials. Absolutely. I'm the one that pays to not have the commercials. That's me all day. Exactly. (laughs) And And the same thing happens on platforms like YouTube. The same thing happens on platforms like Spotify. Um, these are the things that go on because people pay money every month to say, I don't want to see any commercials. Right. Right. So from a brand perspective, it's just like, well, wait a minute. If I'm Coca-Cola, how do I get in front of the audience that I want to get in front of? If I'm Coca-Cola, I'm looking at who's having events, live in-person events. We know are not a thing right now. So what do we have to do? All the people who do live events, right? If you're doing workshops, seminars, uh, conferences, whatever that looks like for you, symposiums, you have to pivot and make it virtual because you want to have the event, but you also want to make sure that people are safe. If that makes sense. Ooh, okay. Come on with the MC. You the guru. You the guru. <laughs> You are the guru. You know it. Okay. So how do we get how do we get um how do we get that money? Okay. How does so this now happen? here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you are going to have a virtual event, here's here's what happened when the world went on timeout with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. You must understand that this is a global pandemic, meaning it didn't just affect us in the United States, it affected the entire world everybody was kind of sort of sheltered in place, okay? And sponsorship is a global entity, right? It's a global brand presence, right? So it's one of those things where if you're talking about a global market, you're talking about $68 billion, right? And about and about 24 to 26 billion of that is just in the United States. But worldwide, if there were no events and everybody was sheltering in place and everybody was staying home and nobody was going outside, then that meant that everybody, large and small, who was doing events, what did they do? What they had to do was do virtual events. They had to pivot to a virtual event. Right. Well, what that means for you and I is there's a lot more competition virtually, right? Uh Because the people who used to do live events, they did their live events. And the people who really specialize in online events were always doing online events, if that makes sense. Uh But when the people who were doing live events can no longer do live events, they pivot and they went to virtual events. So that meant there was more competition in the online space, right? I mean, in the early stages of this pandemic, like back in like March, April, they crashed Zoom. Like they literally crashed it. it like the platform could not handle all of the parents who had to homeschool their kids, 
All of the teachers who were trying to teach the kids, all of the colleges who had to shut down and teach virtually, right? All of the people who were working from home. It's the entire country where you only had a small percentage who was online before and everybody else was out and about. When everybody's home and everybody's crowding into that online space, it creates competition. So what that means is for you and I, if you have someone like myself of my caliber and expertise Come on, to help you, <laughs> Come on. You, can, you can cut through all of that because there's a few things that you can do to uh, make yourself more distinctive, to stand out from the noise, right? It's a crowded marketplace. There's a lot of noise, but there are some things that you can do to stand out. And quite frankly, here's the thing. The first thing you have to do is know that you deserve it because it starts mm. with a mindset, okay? okay? If you think that you're too small and nobody would ever want to do business with you, then that's the truth of what your situation is. But if you have the confidence to believe, I bring something unique and special to the marketplace. I have value. My brand has value. And so what I'm doing right now is setting myself up for success. And it doesn't matter if, you know, I used to do live events and I can't do live events anymore. What matters is I have things that a sponsor would be interested in. I have things that would attract the brand to what I'm doing. And so, therefore, I'm going to go boldly, okay, into my season of sponsorship. Come and on, that's, that's a word. That's a word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a word. Yeah. Okay. Got, it all starts with your mindset because I can teach you all the principles of what sponsorship is and I can teach you all of the mechanics of how to contact the person and how to introduce yourself to the brand and how to establish the relationship and how to nurture that relationship to the point where when you're having an event, right, then the sponsor will raise their hand and say, hey, Tell me more about your event, Yolanda. Tell me about this thing that you're doing. I noticed that you, you know, you put some ads out and I saw you on LinkedIn and then I saw you over there on Instagram and then I saw you over there on Twitter and then I saw you over there on Facebook. I saw you on YouTube. Tell me more about what you do because you've established your expertise. Mm. But if you don't start with the mindset of that you deserve it. It won't matter what mechanics I teach you. It won't matter that I teach you about the tangibles, about assets and things like that. It won't teach you that I, I teach you about valuation. None of that will matter if you are of the mindset that you do not deserve it. Woo. It all starts there. Ooh, that's a lot it right there. That, there. That's a lot yeah. to chew on. And, and a lot of things do start with mindset. We can set ourselves up for failure right from the beginning. Absolutely. Right from the beginning. If you really think about it, right, we, all of us, every single one of us has PTSD because we've never had this level of a pandemic before. We are ushered into a new normal that we didn't ask for, that we weren't prepared for. If we're all honest, we were not prepared for this, right? And I'm talking beyond the toilet paper and the paper towels. We uh -huh. were not prepared for this pandemic. Right. So having to, having to hurry up. And get your mind state ready to, I'm not going outside to go to work from home. Now I'm working from home all the time. In addition to that, I got these kids in the house. I got to try to teach them. And let me raise two hands in the foot and say, I am nobody's teacher. Hello. Okay? Homeschooling home <laughs> is not my gift. Okay. Let me be very clear. That is not my gift. I was like, Miss Teacher, Miss Ma'am, I'm going to need you to come get these kids because I don't know what you think I'm supposed to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, because this math, this new math, oh, it's from Satan. They this can have, they can have all that. 
Yeah, no, no, no. It's not. It's it's not of the Lord. It is not <laughs> of the Lord. I'm not loving it. But when you're trying to run a business, run a household, teach your kids, mm-hmm. make sure you got enough toilet paper, stand in line, go outside, don't forget your mask, wipe everything down, make sure you got gloves, make sure you got hand sanitizer. It's a lot. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You right, and not mean? not even to include the ones that lost their their jobs. So now was the whole financial hit as well. Millions of people. Millions of people. And let me tell you something. The entertainment industry, the longer this goes on, think about all the people who work on Broadway, all the people who work in the movie theaters, all the people who work for the airlines, all the people who work for the hotels. If nobody's going on vacation, nobody's staying in the hotel. Mm -hmm. Nobody's booking a flight. You know what I mean? Unless you absolutely have to for business because nobody's going to take the risk that they're going to um, infect themselves unnecessarily if they don't have to all for the sake of vacation. I would love to go on vacation. I would love to be on somebody's island right now with a blue drink in my hand and an umbrella. Come on, somebody. Listen, the Caribbean is calling my name, honey. Exactly. However, you will not do it if you don't believe it's safe for you to travel. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not going to put my family in danger. I'm not going to put myself in danger. I'm just not going to do that. Right? And then if you think about all the people with pre-existing conditions, they're under more pressure not to do anything Uh because if they have any kind of pre-existing condition like any kind of asthma respiratory breathing lung issues they really can't afford to take a chance people who are on oxygen that sort of thing it was already challenging for them and now it's even more challenging if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yes so back to what i'm saying okay so now we have all of this going on so it does start with mindset you have to believe that you bring something unique and special to the table that a sponsor will find value in that's the first thing you know what because i you said something before um when i was reading about you and it was and you said we believe that everyone has a personal choice for greatness and greatness is a matter of choice Exactly. It is. It really is. So you, it really so is. it's a choice you make every day. Absolutely. Every second, every moment. That you make one time before you put your feet on the floor. You have to be in gratitude, right? You have to be grateful for what you have and don't focus on what you don't have, right? Because here's the thing: if you start with gratitude, gratitude will lead you to greatness. Come on, somebody. That's, that's a word right there. That right there. That's a word right there. Your gratitude is a direct reflection of your greatness and vice versa because you can't be great if you're not grateful come on now where is the the collection plate where is the collection plate right now (laughs) somebody passed the plate we will now have a selection from the price hello (laughs) a and b side come on now let's go But, yeah, so, you know, it starts with being grateful and that mindset that you are, you have worth and you are worthy. If you start there, you will always end up with greatness, no matter what that looks like. So here's the thing. I always teach my clients to go into any kind of sponsorship relationship with confidence, confidence in your expertise. Because here's the thing. Coca-Cola, they have their expertise in beverages, Right. And food items. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. But they don't do what you do. You are the expert in your field. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So in that respect, you can teach Coca-Cola a few things. How about that? Okay, a multi-billion dollar brand. But you have to come to the table like you are that chick. 
Like right. seriously, uh-huh. that's, how, that's how you have to approach it. When I walk into a sponsorship meeting, I walk in with all the swag and the confidence. Okay. You cannot tell me that I'm not that girl because <laughs> I am. When I walk into a sponsorship meeting, I walk in prepared. I walk in knowing that I bring some value to the table. And that's not to discount their value. That's just to say that I have equal value. Right. We are on equal footing right now. And I come with all, and this is not the time to be humble, right? This is not the time to be humble. You got to bring your A game. And you got to come into a sponsorship meeting with a certain amount of swag. Right, because you, you have you have to like, know your worth. You have to know exactly. it. If not, they're about to tell you what your worth is. Exactly, and that doesn't mean that you have to put somebody else down to make yourself feel better. It just means that when I come to the table and I sit at that table, let me tell you something. I have earned my seat at this table mm. as a woman, as a black woman, as a consumer. Black women have enormous spending power hear me ladies when i tell you this we have power okay but our power is in how much we spend you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and my goal as a sponsorship expert is to teach black women that the seat at the table of sponsorship is bought and paid for we just have have to sit there we just have to sit there it's already there prepared for us we just have to sit there that's it, because we already earned it. Right. We already earned our seat with these brands. They know us, and they market to us, right? But here's the thing. Nobody ever wants a brand to talk at them. You want a brand to talk to you. That means you want to be respected, right, mm-hmm. in, in your buying choices. You want to make sure whatever brand it is, whether it's Coca-Cola, whether it's Apple, you know, whether it's Amazon, you want to make sure that you are represented, that you are thought about in their in their marketing, their advertising campaign. You want to make sure that your dollar is respected because you have tremendous spending power. Let me tell you something. Women overall make or influence 89.2% of all household purchases. Mm. Let me say that again. Women make or influence 89.2% of all household purchases that's power that's knowledge right there that's knowledge that people probably do not know because i didn't know that that number myself yes 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 so understanding that we come to the table with certain aspects with with certain gifts and certain things that we bring to the table you start with your mindset of gratitude so now, once you have embraced your new normal, once you have your mindset, right, you're looking to attract brands with which you share an audience, right? So here's the thing. Everybody drinks Coca-Cola and everybody drinks Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will say they make the same product. They make carbonated beverages, but they make them for different audiences. I would say that Pepsi-Cola is for a younger generation. Does that mean that there are no younger people who drink Coca-Cola? Absolutely not. But Pepsi, their marketing and their aim is for younger people. They are not looking for baby boomers. They are looking for younger people, 18 to 39. You're right. That's who they want. They want the younger people. Okay. So you have to understand when you are looking for a sponsor, what audience you share with them. And the only way you're going to know that is to know what audience you have. 
You just can't say, well, I got everybody. I speak oh, to everybody. Yeah. You know, I reach everybody. Because if you are talking to everybody, you are essentially talking to no one. No one. And that's just really the bottom line there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so you have you to do have your to... target market analysis. You have to do that. You have to. Exactly. If not, you're casting Absolutely. a wide net and hoping to catch something rather than a smaller net and catching a lot of fish. Exactly. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you're having an event, whether it's live or virtual, and now everything is virtual because of COVID. Thank you so much, 2020. We've got sick of you. Okay. Right. But here's the thing. If you're having a virtual event, then you have to say, who are the people that I am marketing to? Who am I going after? What does that avatar look like? What is that demographic? Is it more millennials? Is it more Gen Xers? Is it more baby boomers? Uh, who are these people? Are they more female than male? right what is the age range right where do they work are they entrepreneurs do they have a nine to five if they have a nine to five what type of salary do they earn salary range you don't have to know specifically what somebody earns we're not counting nobody else's pockets but we're just saying are you a c-suite executive who makes two hundred thousand dollars are you a person who um is a, a a vice president of something do you control budgets are you a cpa you know those sort of things like who are these people where do they work how many times do they take vacation a year because if you know how many times they travel and take vacation it tells you how much time they have to take vacation and mm. how much disposable income they have to spend do they have a vacation home so somewhere do they own a timeshare these are all the things you need to know what type of education do they have are we talking more high school diploma people are we talking people with an associate's do they have a bachelor's is there anybody with a master's is there anybody with a phd is there anybody with postgraduate education you got to know who you're talking about are we talking about teachers are we talking about firemen are we talking about more blue collar workers are we talking about more white collar office executive type people you got to know who your audience is and who you're talking to right that really matters okay then beyond the obvious of their demographics like do they live in the suburbs do they live in the city do they live in the more rural area do they live in a house do they own a condo do they have a townhouse do they rent or do they pay a mortgage you need to know that Ooh. right so that's when you get into the nitty-gritty of it why you would think, oh, God, that's a lot of information to get. It is a lot of information, but it's information that your sponsor wants. And that's what they are writing you a check for. For that very information that you're giving them, that's why they're writing you a check, to mm. be quite honest. They're going to write you a check based on your ability to get that information from the people who come to your event. So your demographic should match their demographic. Correct. Because the whole the whole premise that you're basing your sponsorship pitch on is the fact that you share an audience with the sponsor. And how are you going to know that? Because when you go to their website, when you go on their social media, you're going to find out exactly who they're marketing to. When you go to LinkedIn and, you know, you go to other places where they are, you go to their YouTube ads, you go to their Facebook pages, you go on their very website. It will give you so much information about who they serve. And then you have to find out whether or not you and the sponsor share an audience. It has to be a fit. You just can't put on a blindfold and pick a sponsor and say, yep, that's the one, AARP. 
That's gonna be my sponsor. They're gonna give me twenty five thousand dollars. Based on what? Everybody in your audience is eighteen to twenty eight. Why right. would AARP <laughs> give you any money because it's a what we call a sponsor mismatch, right? It's uh-huh. not a good match. And the same way, you're not gonna say, Oh, Zumba, that's my sponsor. Yep, that's them. I hit it on the dartboard, that's it. Zumba, that's it, and everybody in your audience is sixty five. <laughs> it's not it, they ain't doing no Zumba. So, so with your you gotta make sure it's a match. That's, that's really important. You gotta make sure it's a sponsorship match. So, so when working, let me ask you this: So, when working with you, um, you go through all of this with your clients. Yeah. To, I do. Okay, yes. so you go down to the nitty gritty yeah. and find the people. So you find the sponsorships for your clients, or or, or are you well, teaching them how to find them? Here's the thing. I teach my clients how to find the sponsors for themselves, right? Because I have relationships with sponsors, but it's very important um, for the client to develop their own relationship. You cannot get a sponsor based on my relationship with that person. Right. Because that's my relationship. You have to establish your own relationship. So I teach people how to do that. Like, how do I find out whether or not I share an audience with a sponsor? I teach you how to do that. Then beyond that, I give you lots and lots of homework. I teach, You know what I mean? We get together and we do an assessment and we see if it's a match, first of all, between the client and myself, right? We see if it's even going to work, right? right? And mm-hmm. then beyond that, then it's, then it's education. I'm teaching you exactly what to do to secure a sponsor and what you need to have in place. Most people don't know that if you are going to approach a sponsor, the bigger the brand, you need a team you cannot be a team of one so if you've been used to running your business just yourself you cannot really secure a sponsor without a team you need a team so who should who should be your team even if you're going to do it virtually you need a team because here's the thing you need a team somebody who's really good with social media right Mm -hmm. you need somebody who's really good with finances you need somebody who's really good with marketing you need somebody who's really good with sales why because if you go into a sponsorship meeting right let's just say you're going after coca-cola and coca-cola says oh my god yolanda i love what you are doing online you've established your expertise i've seen uh, uh, all the podcasts that you've been doing wow we would love to have a conversation with you right you've approached them uh, you've developed a relationship you've done all the things you need to do they want to sit down and talk to you when you go into that meeting right are you going to know what to say no are and and let's just say you go into the meeting right you go into the meeting you want to sit down with them you have to come to the table with ideas on how they can utilize the sponsorship why because they've never done business with you before they don't know you you're an unknown so really it's a marketing investment and they're taking a chance on you and this is when the marketing person would would be speaking or the salesperson would be speaking Right. Well, right. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to play to a person's strengths. You want to play to their expertise. If you have a team, you're going to have your tech person and your tech person is going to explain how the technology is going to work because it's virtual. You're going to introduce your team. And you're going to say, this is my team, and and these are my experts, and this is what they all respectively do. And so now we're going to talk about the event because we've all had to pivot to go virtual. And we want to assure you that when you come on board to be our sponsor, that there won't be any hiccups, right? That there won't be any issues, that the technology will work, 
right? And then you have your tech person speak to that. Now flip it. We're not at Coca-Cola. Let's just say now we're at Verizon, right? We're at Verizon and we're having this meeting with Verizon. Verizon is a tech company for the most part, right? They, they do technology. So your tech person is speaking to them about tech, that's not a conversation for you to have. Right. That's a conversation tech to tech. You're not going to speak their language. You're going to speak the language of the event and your brand and your assets and what you can do for them and why you share an audience and all that. But you have to have a team in place, right? Because here's the thing. If you're a team of one, you're going to get completely overwhelmed and Absolutely. you're going to be overwhelmed quickly. And why do I say that? Because if you're having an event, even a virtual one, right, you've got to separate. The money cannot go into your personal bank account, so you need a business bank account, right? Mm -hmm. you, need a person, you need a person who's well-versed in finances to really break down your budget. Because here's the thing. If you don't have a budget and the sponsor never asks you for one, great. But if you go into a meeting with a sponsor and they want to know the numbers, you surely better have them. And you surely better know how to have them. you got to be able to put that into an Excel spreadsheet, and you need a financial person to be able to do that for you. You need somebody who's well-versed in finances to be able to speak to that. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to say, okay, so this is what we've allocated for online ticket sales, right? We have put this event together and it is virtual and, and people are going to um, purchase their tickets and they're going to go over here and they're going to get the tickets. And this percentage uh, represents what, we, what we're going to have in ticket sales, right? And you guys are not the only sponsor we have. We have other sponsors, right? Blah, blah, blah. We're going to be giving away prizes and items, you know, during this two-day event, this three-day event, this four-day event that we're having, right? So those prizes are going to come from our this sponsor and this is the value of that sponsorship. So you got to break down the numbers for them. It's great if they never ask. If they never ask, kudos. But if they do ask, you want to be prepared because you never, ever want them to ask. And you're stumbling and fumbling to try to figure out how to get them what they're asking you for. Right. That's unprofessional. So what do you do if you don't have a team yet, but you want to get into the sponsorship game? You're like, hey, I, I would like some some items to give away or some funds to come my way. What do you do if you're not prepared yet with your team, but you okay, want to start if somewhere? You're not, if you're not prepared yet with your team, I would say go local, right? Go local and start with the places where you have a relationship, right? Think of what kind of phone you have. Think of who you pay your phone bill to, right? Go in and talk to the manager. Think about where you bank. Where is your local bank at? Your local credit union, Go in and talk to the manager. Have a conversation. You're not asking them for anything. It's just a conversation about, you know, them sponsoring you in the future. You know what I mean? And then here's the thing. If you don't have a team, it's going to be a lot more work for you. But I would say start with the low-hanging fruit, which are local sponsors and local brands. A local insurance company, a local mortgage company, a local real estate company. Who wants access to the audience that you share, right? Mm -hmm. But you're going to need social proof. You're going to need social proof. Whatever your expertise is, you're going to need some uh, social proof. You're going to need some case studies, right? The case studies say, well, when before I met Yolanda, I was over here. And now that I have done these things with Yolanda, I'm over here. And so Yolanda helped me because I would not have been able to get over there without doing this thing that Yolanda has helped me with. Do you understand what I'm saying? You got it. 
Right. And then beyond the case studies, you also need testimonials. People who have gone through uh, events prior with you, whether Uh they be physical or virtual, it doesn't have to be this event that you're working on now for 2021 or whatever. It has to be a past event that you've done where you can get testimonials from people, um, 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 social media things and, 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 you know, things like that. You want to make sure you get testimonials of people who have attended your events and they loved it and they had a great time. That's whether it's a speaker, whether it's a vendor, whether it's an exhibitor, whatever that looks like, you want to make sure that you're soliciting those things and putting them in a place so that if the sponsor asks for them, you are able to produce them. Because when you don't have a team, you're doing it yourself. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, so I encourage people to find a team, find people that you trust. Now, here's the other thing. If you're doing a virtual event, think about um, a local college or university in your town, in your city, in your state, right? You want to go to the college, introduce yourself. I mean, maybe not now because of COVID, but uh, you want to go to the college. You want to introduce yourself uh, to the people at the college. Why? Because you want all of the people who are majoring in marketing, all of the people who are majoring in business management. Why? Because those are going to be your social media angels, right? Your SMAs. You're going to get them, right? And you're going to provide them with a gift card, right? For the week of your event, just to post, just to post, right? And then you pick the best and the brightest of the people that you talk to and interview or whatever. And you tell them, I would not really be able to pay you more than a gift card. You know what I mean? But I'm going to give you a gift card. I'm also going to give you a letter of recommendation because remember they're in school, Mm -hmm. they're going to leave school and they're going to need that. You see what I'm saying? So that is the way that you can pay them. But they're going to be your social media angels or your social media advocates because when you're having your event, you want people posting. You want them posting. So they're going to be your little affiliates and they're going to post on all the social media sites. And another word about social media, you want to make sure that wherever your sponsor is showing up, whether it's local, regional, national, global brand, whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to be the Coca-Cola's of the world, but your local uh, mortgage company, your local real estate company, your local bank, your local supermarket, where do they engage their customers at? If it's a brick and mortar, do they only rely on foot traffic? If they are on social media, what platforms? You know what I mean? Because that's where you want to concentrate the bulk of your traffic for them. You want to make sure that the place that they engage with their customers at is a place where you reach them, if that makes sense. Woo. That's some good information. Let me tell you something about that letter of recommendation thing is is good because yeah, a lot of them are yeah. going to need that and they'll probably take that over a gift card. I mean, they'll take the gift card too because that's what I would do. They'll take but the that, gift card too, right. Yeah, but that letter well, of recommendation thing. is gold. That's gold. Exactly. And then also too, think about it this way. If you are doing a virtual event, right, you don't have a lot of overhead. What does that mean? Nobody had to take a flight to get to where you are. Nobody had to book a hotel room. You didn't have to rent out a ballroom at a hotel or some other kind of venue. You have low overhead. So when you go to the bank, as much as you may want the money for yourself, what that could look like is, listen, I need... Right. I'm I'm going into my local bank, my local credit union, and I'm saying, listen, I need five thousand dollars, but I need a thousand of that in gift cards. 
So oh. technically, I'm getting $4,000 and $1,000. It's still a $5,000 value, but those gift cards are things that you're going to give away um, as prizes to your audience. You're going to give away um, to your social media team. You're going to give it to your tech people, your social media people, uh, all the people who are helping you. You can give them gift cards in whatever denomination, $50, $100, whatever that looks like, right? Just as a thank you for them helping you, okay? But, but here's the thing. You want to make sure that when you're doing that, that the bank gets credit as your what banking sponsor. Yeah. So let's just say you're having a virtual event. You're planning it for 2021. You sit down and you talk to the bank, you talk to the credit union and you say, listen, um, here's the situation. I am having this event in 2021. I really would love for you guys to be my banking sponsor and I can offer you category exclusivity you got to start speaking sponsorship language okay so category exclusivity means there's not another one in the category if you come on and you agree to be my banking sponsor you will be the only one what that tells them is their competition won't be there so you're not going to have bank of america and chase mm. you're not going to have you're not going to have wells fargo and td bank it's they're going to be the only one and so they have an advantage over their competition because they're the only one in the room right and then you're going to tell them what your plan is we're going to have this event it's going to be three days blah 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 you know i'm, I'm going to have all my uh social media angels they're going to be posting it on this site that site so you're going to have the full effect of us posting about this event we're going to use a what we call vanity hashtag the name of your event plus their name right they're going to give you they're going to provide you with you're going to tell them i need um your logo i need your website i need whatever images you want me to put um and i'm going to put this uh on the event website i'm going to put it on social media i'm going to include it in my email campaign i'm going to include it in my text message marketing campaign campaign so all the ways that i'm reaching out to people to attend this event all of the ads that i'm running if you guys agree to be my banking specialist you'll have category exclusivity and your brand will be everywhere but here's the thing you have to ask them first right that's an idea but if that's not what they want then it's going to be a no from the gate. You have to know what their marketing objectives are. What are they trying to do? Remember, everybody's been in a pandemic, so everybody's trying to recoup that money. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask them, what are your goals? What are your marketing goals? How are you trying to make sales? How are you currently reaching out to your target audience? And how can we be a vehicle to help you do that? You see, because the end of the day, everybody wants sales. You're coming to them for a check because you need money, but they also need to make sales. Now, $5,000 is not going to make or break anybody, right? It's going to help you out a great deal, but it's not going to break them to give it to you. But you have to show them what their ROI is. What are they getting in return for the $5,000? Because in the $5,000 that they're giving you, you need to give them $10,000 worth of value, if you follow me. Right. 15 if you can. You see what I'm saying? Their name needs to be everywhere. Everybody needs to know that they're your banking sponsor and all that sort of thing. You need to go out of your way to provide value for them so they feel like, wow, we really got our money's worth and then some. And Yolanda was really professional or her team was really great. You know, like, let us know about the next thing that you're doing because the whole goal is to not have a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, one-time affair. The whole goal is for you to be sponsored 
multiple times for you to leave that sponsorship relationship in a positive note so that you can go back next time and ask them for $7,500 or $10,000 or whatever. Once you have proof of concept and you show them you had this virtual event, it was three days, it was great because before the event, your social media advocates were all over the place and they were really going out of their way to show everybody what it was, right? And they were uh, hashtagging it all over the place and you were trending on Twitter and this thing and that thing and it was all over YouTube like you couldn't go on social media without hearing about Yolanda's event that was great not only that but the bank or the credit union has a brick and mortar so the percentage of people who are in your town who are in your city it increased the foot traffic number one right it increased um, the foot traffic to go in the door, right? And it also increased the presence on their website because they can have an uptick of people logging on to get new accounts because what are they trying to do? They're a bank. They're a credit union. They want to sign people up to new accounts. And they want people who already have accounts to change their mind and come to their banking institution. And how can you do that? How can your event do that? By having a positive relationship with you, you could take somebody who is at a major bank and say, hey, I really want to, um, you know, maybe look into this credit union because, you know, I may want a loan. I may want a new car. I may want to find, refinance my house, whatever that looks like. That's why it's important for you to know who your target customer is. Where do they work? How much money do they make? Where do they currently bank? Would they be open to switching banks? You need to know all that before mm. you ever approach the sponsor. And that's why the team is important because that's not all information that you may want to get yourself. You may want to get your team on it. See, cause that's, that's my thing. I tell people like, all I want to do is talk to clients. I want to be on stages. I want to be behind, uh, behind the microphone and everybody else handled everything else. Like I just want to talk to people. I just want to help people right. and everything else. Like it, somebody else can handle all that. So tell me this because I can tell, I can hear it in your voice. How did you become so passionate about sponsorships? Well, I've always been passionate about sponsorship because I've always believed that we have earned our seat at the table. I've always understood that we have tremendous economic buying power as a people, right? And I've always understood that everybody knows that we're the spenders, right? That's what we do. We spend, right? And we spend in every single community. And I'm not going to get super political, but I'll just say the hair care industry, the beauty industry, we leave that market because we spend money. We will get our hair done no matter what. Let me tell you something. I ain't missed a hairstyle in the pandemic. Not one hairstyle. I have not missed one hairstyle. Girl, I'm turning all the way up, okay? Ain't going nowhere, but this hair is laid to the gods, baby. Okay? So the point I'm making is we spend money. We are consumers. So when you're talking about brands, we support brands. We're passionate about brands. And we just really want the brands to love us back. That's all. Right. And that's where sponsorship comes in. Because if you really love us, say it with a sponsorship. Oh. Right. Oh, put that on okay. a shirt. Okay, yeah. Okay. Put that on a t shirt. Put that on a shirt. Okay, mm-hmm. because I, I see that you said that you were passionate about um to see a million black women receive sponsorships yes. for their events. 
Yes, that is my goal in my lifetime. Before I leave here and go on back home to Jesus, that is my goal, to really help a million black women be sponsored. And now, listen, let me tell you something. Because I am pro-black, right? We're all in the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. That's a whole thing, and, and I, I love it. However, because I'm pro-black does not mean I'm anti-anything else. Right. I will help I will help any woman who wants sponsorship, right? And men, we love y'all, but this is about my sisters right now. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. My goal is to help women understand their power and what they bring to the table and to leverage that power in confident conversations. And that's what I call a sponsorship meeting. It's a confident conversation. You are having a respectful, dignified conversation with another human being. Because at the end of the day, Coca-Cola is not going to be sponsoring you. It's a person who is employed at Coca-Cola that has the ability to say yes to you. And that's the real power there. It's heart-to-heart person to person because everybody was affected by this pandemic everybody okay so that's to say that when you approach whoever it is a bank a mortgage company you're gonna get some no's let me let me just give you the real okay you're gonna get way more no's than you'll ever get a yes but here's the thing it only takes one or two yeses to change the trajectory of your business when you get that, when you get that yes, that right there is gonna give you some confidence. As soon as you get that one yes, man, you won't feel like unstoppable. Can nothing stop you? Be like what? That was easy. I didn't realize. Oh shoot, I went in asking for too little. Next time, I guarantee you're gonna ask for more. You go. <laughs> exactly exactly so the whole goal is for you to be confident for you to have the mindset that you deserve it to go in and have a dignified respectable conversation about why they should be doing business with you because let me tell you something don't think for two seconds that your competition is not thinking about that they're doing it too everybody is vying for sponsorship dollars you're in competition with brands that are larger than you and in competition with brands that are smaller than you but my grandmother told me a long time ago, a closed mouth does not get fed. So if you want sponsorship, you're going to have to open up your mouth and ask for it. But before you ask for it, you need to stop by me and make sure that you're prepared before you ask for it. I know that's right. Uh, so what's, <laughs> listen, because I have like 17 and a half more questions I can ask you. Because I'm like, oh, how do you build a relationship and whatever. Okay. So since you said that they didn't stop by and ask you, we're going to go ahead and let you tell them how they can get in contact with you. Cause you can best you can best believe um, that you're gonna be up here again. <laughs> Cause I'm not gonna hold, we done, we done been up here for about like 50 minutes, child. Listen, I'm like, oh, this is good. I got I have my pen and paper. My note my page is filled with information. So hopefully everybody was taking it. notes because I know I did. Well, let me tell you something. All you really need to remember that sponsorship is a marketing investment. It is a company or brand who is investing in you, okay, based on the assets that you present them with. And the better you present your assets, you move yourself to a yes, if that makes sense. Mm. So this is about how do you build the relationships? Well, you can build a relationship. I always tell everybody to start with LinkedIn. LinkedIn is 
a gold mine when mm. you are looking for sponsors, an absolute gold mine, right? And here's the thing. This is why you can't be having an event. Let me tell you something. The number one mistake I see people make, they don't allow enough time. You should not be having anything going on in December that you need a sponsor for in December and you're asking for one in October. That should not be a thing. Because let me tell you what you're doing. By doing that, you are automatically putting yourself out of contention to get a yes. Why do I say that? The reason why I say that is because you haven't given them enough time to consider your offer. You must understand that if you go into a bank, if you go into a credit union, you go to a mortgage company, you go to a real estate company, right? You're going into these places and you're asking them for something. If you're going into your local car dealership, you're going into the, the Toyota dealer, the, the Ford dealer, the Honda dealer, whatever that looks like, you're going in there and you're asking them for something, right? Mm-hmm. You're sitting down with the manager and you're saying, listen, I'm having an event and I would really love you guys to be our sponsor, right? All of that stuff hot but if you're telling them in october that you're having an event in december the bigger the brand the longer it's going to take right mm-hmm. you have to give yourself at least i would say three to four months for the sponsorship why because that gives you time to build a relationship you need social proof right you have to have proof of concept they don't know you they've never done business with you before so if you want to move yourself to a yes build the relationship start to talk to them you you need to know who you need to talk to introduce yourself on linkedin don't ask them for anything just introduce yourself you know what i mean and the quickest way for you to do that is to put in if you go to google and you put in um uh, marketing plus the brand. So whatever the brand looks like, marketing plus Coca-Cola, marketing plus Pepsi-Cola, marketing plus Bank of America, marketing plus uh, TD Bank, Wells Fargo, whatever. Put in marketing, the plus sign, in the brand that you want, right? It's going to probably um, give you a couple of different options. You're going to find out who is the top marketing person for that company. You're going to go on LinkedIn, see if they have a LinkedIn profile and just introduce yourself. Just introduce yourself. Just build a relationship organically like you would any other relationship. It's social media. So put the emphasis on being social. Don't put the emphasis on business. We know you're having an event. We know you need sponsors, but relax. Okay, don't be thirsty. Don't be thirsty. <laughs> don't be thirsty. That's good. That's good. Listen, that is good yeah. information right there, Kathy. Like that, listen, you drop nuggets. You hear me? <laughs> Or nuggets, or nuggets, or nuggets, or nuggets of information for these listeners here. So hopefully, again, like I said, they were taking notes. And I'm going to have you back up here again because, Ooh, child, you done, you, done, you done fed my soul with this information oh, here. Yay. I'm like, oh, I need to, it. I need to try to figure out this whole team thing. Like, listen. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can, let me tell you something. Hire what you don't know. The That's me all day. A mentor ever gave me hire what you don't know. You don't have to be the CEO of everything. Right. right. You can hire what you don't know and you can do it on a per project basis, right? You mm-hmm. know you're having this event, let's say next March, right? You're having your 2021 event and you're going to need sponsors for that. You start hiring your team now, right? Mm-hmm. And you need 
to make sure that you have job descriptions for them, what they're going to be doing. It's on a per project basis, right? I mean, you're going to have to pay them some kind of way because yeah. nobody's going to want to work for free, you know what I mean? Unless they really, really like you, unless you what? Build a relationship and yep. say, listen, I believe in this dream. I believe that we can not only sell tickets to this event, maybe next year we might be able to do live events. Who knows? You know what I mean? Depending on what that looks like, you know what I mean? But don't don't put yourself too thin. If you don't have a full-fledged team, make sure you have the top three people. You need a salesperson. Mm -hmm. You need a tech person. You need a marketing person. Those are the three people that you absolutely must have in your team and a virtual assistant because that will free you up to do so much. Your virtual assistant can handle your social media posts so that you don't have to do that. You Mm -hmm. can concentrate on other things. Let me tell you something. Events are work. They are work. Just dealing with the sponsor. You may want to be the one to talk to the sponsor, or you may want your finance person to do it, or you may want to make it, you know, a conference call between you. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. You want to show the sponsor that you're putting your best foot forward and that you are a serious business owner. Everybody has to start somewhere, but put your best foot forward so that you can put yourself in a position to get a yes instead of a no. You're going to get some no's, but you want to diminish the number of no's that you do get, if that makes sense. Yep, it makes sense to me. It makes yeah. sense to me. Well, Kathy Sermon, you done came and gave us a sermon, and uh, <laughs> and I appreciate you being up here with us. And again, you're gonna be up here again with us again, hopefully sometime in the future. And go ahead and um let everybody um know how to get a hold of you. Oh my goodness, guys, I'm everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can reach me everywhere and anywhere. I'm all over the place. So <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all uh, look up Kathy Sermon. I mean, is listen, yeah. she's a guru, she's a powerhouse, she's a phenom. Like get her. Oh, thank you. Get and her. also too, if you if you want more tips and strategies, please join my group which is sponsors Sponsorship Influencer Squad, and that is on Facebook. You can look for that group, send me a request, and I will let you into the group, and we can go from there. Woo, that was some good stuff. All right, y'all. <laughs> well, you, there, y'all have it. So this is another episode of Yolanda Yvette Speaks, and we will catch y'all again next time. Awesome. Thanks so much.